You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Well, I'm sexy in quarantine. I've got that COVID-19. I got a mask right on my face. And I cannot leave my place. So I stay at home and I handle my own all alone. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I just can't handle myself sometimes. I, I, I can't. I can't help it. There's something very wrong with me that requires me to laugh in the face of adversity, to just find not the silver lining, but the, uh, uh, the weird lining in every cloud. I just I have that thing, that sickness inside of me. No, not the actual uh, COVID-19 virus, uh, thankfully, not yet. But I have a sickness inside of me that requires parody, that requires uh, just I have to throw things out there and see if they stick to the funny walls. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they bounce right back off and hit me in the face. So if if you're offended by uh, my sexy in quarantine song, you shouldn't be because um, you're all sexy and we're all quarantined. Uh, yeah, and if you've got the the COVID nineteen, which we're going to talk to people today who are still dealing with it, some have turned the corner, thankfully, and uh, we're grateful that they're still here, and they're, we're grateful to uh, talk to them today and share their story. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, it's just comedy. I mean, the death of comedy is uh, is is a sad, sad state of affairs. Trust me, we can't make fun of anything anymore, can we? We can't laugh at anything anymore, can we? Ah, oh, yes, we can. It's just one of those things, man, where we have to uh, we have to stay whimsical. I like that word, whimsical. We have to stay whimsical. We have to stay uh, above this. You know, I'm I'm as guilty as the next person of not taking this thing as seriously as well. They're telling us we should take it. They've shut down the earth for the most part. They've completely shut down the earth. Think about that for a second. It's uh, insanity. <laughs> uh, it's insanity from a personal standpoint. There's people dying. You know, and we're going to talk about, you know, respectfully, we're going to talk about some of the conspiracy theories and some of the uh, out-of-the-box thinking that's taking place at the moment. Uh, like I said, respectfully. I'm not saying they're true. I'm not promoting any of them. If anything, I'd love to debunk a lot of them. So um, that's going to be the meat of this episode. We're still going to try to keep this segmented and formatted. Uh, we can't just throw our, our 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 positioning out the window and how we do things. So there's still going to be a product placement. There's still going to be a dungeon of douche. There's still going to be a hall of respect. And uh, like I said, we're going to keep this formatted. So, But we're also going to have a couple of uh, telephone interviews with people that are suffering and recovering from uh, the COVID-19 virus. So 
a lot of us, and I'll put myself, I will put myself in that category at times because I know 10,000 people on this planet and I don't know anybody who has this thing. And that's weird for me. And you can almost understand why I would have some question marks kind of floating around the gravitational pull of my brain. Because of that simple reason, I don't know anybody who has it, but today I'm going to meet two people that were uh, recommended to me and I'm going to uh, talk to them and see what the hell is going on and what are the early symptoms. And maybe we can raise some awareness for you, the listener, which by the way, thank you for listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast. My name is Brandon Bishop and yes, uh, it's not going to be the normal, uh, you know, complaining, yelling, screaming, goofing around type of episode. I'm, these are human beings. They're not exploitable objects for a radio show. They're not, you know, just something for to get me some viewers or viewers or listeners or whatever it is. It's it's not that. It's not why I'm doing this. It's 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 a human story. I was put on this earth to tell stories. That's why I run a side TV and we have like 45 different TV shows which all tell stories about people and accomplishments. So that's not why I'm interviewing these people. I'm interviewing because I want to know. I want to know what they're going through. It's a, like I said, it's a human story. It it needs to be, we, they need to talk. They, they all want to tell their stories. Mainly, like I said, to raise awareness and to possibly help other people. And to give people hope that you can turn that corner, eventually get over this thing. And it can be a, a Facebook memory in a year or two or every single year. Like I have an ex-girlfriend from like three, almost four years ago, actually four years ago at this well, three years ago, I'm sorry. And now I'm just now starting to get those, uh, Facebook memories that are, you know, our, our beginning days of the relationship. I'm like, why didn't I erase this shit? Oh, because there was so much of it. I've since had to block her. So like you see like, oh, there's 15 comments. And then you click on the comments. Who the hell commented on that? And there's nobody there. It's like, oh, it must've all been her. Oh, God. Jeez. Facebook memories is a dick. I mean, not only that, but it's like, oh, wow, look at me eight years ago. I was very skinny and healthier. Hmm. And and in times like this, you go back to the Facebook memories and you're like, oh, look, last year I was out of the house. I was on the road filming something. I was in a giant stadium full of people. And now you're looking back going, hmm, took that for granted, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, I did. So um, we have a stacked show. I mean, a packed show. I have I have to call these awesome people. Um, they're sitting around waiting for me. So let's get to and get through today's headlines. It's time for the headlines, baby. Let's get funky. Hmm. What could possibly be dominating the headlines of every news resource available to your friend Brandon? What could it be? Let me put my fingers around. Maybe it'll land on it. Of course. Uh, but there's other things going on. Let me let me do the non-virus-related things first. Uh, well, there is none. Um, <laughs> and now I have it. Damn it. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, politics. Of You know, I put in a huge pitch and a huge amount of support for Bernie Sanders to include buying t-shirts, to include doing my part, 
and you know it doesn't matter it's it's over for bernie so he's supporting biden now it's going to be biden versus trump 99.9% chance of that and this is where it gets difficult people this is where it gets difficult for someone like me because i don't care about joe biden i i i certainly don't care about trump and it's just it's one of those things where it's like South Park uh, basically nailed it when he said you basically get to choose from, what was it, a, a, a turd sandwich and a, uh, a douche taco or something like that. It's, it doesn't matter which side of the fence you vote for and how the hell are we going to vote anyways? If you think this thing is going to be going away in a month and we can reopen the country, you're delusional. It's not. I mean, maybe this will force our hand to have a little bit of a change in our elections where we can actually vote online. It's 2020 people. I know it's been a shit year so far. Uh, it's been a shit year so far. Okay. But I think at this point we have the technology, the technology to safely and securely hold an election online. I could go on Facebook and put out a poll right now of who's your, what's your top 10 favorite John Cusack movies. And I don't think anybody's going to hack it. Could they? I imagine they would, but there's a certain level of security there. You're telling me we can't raise that to the upteenth millionth degree and make damn sure that everyone can just vote online and always do it this way. It would be a Republican's nightmare. Trust me on that because us lazy ass, you know, non Republicans, I'm not a Democrat either, but us lazy ass people who don't normally give a shit about voting because you offer us options like this. I mean, I would have taken Bernie. I would have taken Yang. I would have taken Warren. I would have taken, holy shit, just about anyone else, even Bloomberg, over Joe Biden. First of all, I don't think he's all the way there. He's kind of like Reagan-esque, where it's like, oh, it's, you know, great, great grandpa's going to be running the country. Uh, not that he's much older than Trump. Trump is just as freaking old and ancient, but, you know, Trump's an obvious cocaine addict <laughs> who's absolutely out there and gone next to someone who's, you know, showing signs of dementia. It's just, mm, this is our options. Just two old white guys in their freaking mid seventies. And I know you think, well, you supported Bernie. He's in his late seventies. Yeah, but he's there. He has all of his motor skills and his, he's, he's consciously, you know, present and he has amazing ideas that I agree with that we could, you know, make footprints that'll lead to something in the future. But Biden is business as usual. Biden is the same thing as Hillary Clinton and the same thing as Barack Obama, just older and not as collected. Ah, fuck. This is what they've given us. Anyways, I, I, I could go, that could be a whole nother episode. I just, I don't want to talk about it. It's annoying. And uh, let me see, non-COVID-19 stories. Um, 
This new Trolls movie, I know it's a kid's thing. I know you don't probably never see it. I know I'll never see it. But I'm a little pissed off about this new Trolls movie. Go and watch the trailers. I'm sure you can find them on YouTube or whatever. Okay, apparently every troll represents a different type of music. Okay, that's cool. It's showing people there's all these kinds of music. And you can sell a lot of trolls. I collect Funko Pops. You know what? These trolls are rapidly becoming grails, which means a sought-after ones. Uh, yeah, so I get it. I'm probably not going to collect the trolls because I don't give a shit. But why is it in these commercials, in these trailers, that the heavy metal ones, the rock and roll ones, are the bad guys that everyone's looking down upon? Excuse me? What point are you trying to get across here? If you should make anything the bad guy, make it the rap, gangster rap, you know. Have you listened to some of this bullshit that's coming out that's called, like, rap or hip-hop music? It's, like, go out and listen to, like, Da Baby, D-A-B-B-A-B-Y. Go listen to that shit. Go listen to Rico Cartel. And then wash your freaking ears out with whatever hand sanitizer you can find. Or just straight-up raw rubbing alcohol. Better yet, this burn your ears. You don't need them anymore because you know that shit exists. And you're going to make rock and roll, which is like forever. It's the music that's played by musicians, talented people, not pushing buttons and downloading beats and coming up with ridiculous lyrics about your dick and money and beating women. And what the fuck? So hip hop's the cute little trolley one. And then, you know, metal's the bad one. You're stupid. And if anybody, don't, don't go see that movie. Ban that movie. Protest that movie. Stupid. Okay, and let's get into the COVID-19 headlines. Speaking of stupid, um, I might save this for the Dungeon of Douche, actually. Uh, yeah, I'll save that for the Dungeon of Douche. Uh, speaking of protests, we'll save that for the Dungeon of Douche, uh, which I'll do immediately after the headlines. Um, the stimulus package, uh, $349 billion to bail out small businesses and, uh, uh, make sure people get, you know, paycheck supplements is gone. <laughs> so <laughs> there goes, uh, your dreams and hopes and goals and passions and aspirations. Uh, thank you virus, whether it's a manufactured bullshit virus or it's a legitimate thing that just popped out of nowhere. Or if it's, you know, from eating bats in wet markets in China. Who knows? We're going to talk about that stuff a little bit later. So, yeah, um, I run a, a lot of small businesses. I run a Psy TV. I just was getting ready to launch the 22, which is a travel network. Uh, then there's smaller ones like the Colorado Springs Network. There is, uh, you know, my monthly charity events that I've done for two and a half years now and a, a few even longer than that ago. Yeah, these things are all fucked, okay? Not to mention, you know, and, and I'm I'm one of millions. I'm not, I don't want your sympathy. I don't want your, you know, all poor branded. I don't want any of that shit, but we're all fucked. If, you know, we're living on our own, with our own two hands, if we're not punching into a clock in the morning and working for somebody else, we're fucked. I have so many friends all around town, all around the country, actually, that own restaurants and own bars and own, you know, they're musicians, they're pro wrestlers. They're, uh, these are, th these are my family. These are my friends that I've, I've had my entire life, uh, whether they're new or, you know, 30 years ago, and they're all 
fucked. And I know the government's doing what they can, but they're going to run out of money. Of course they are. What are they going to do this every month? They can't. They can't bail us out anymore. We're all fucked. We can only hope on the good graces, uh, graces, the good grace of landlords and, you know, <laughs> people that we have to pay bills to. I haven't paid my internet bill yet. Luckily, I got a letter from the company that says, oh, don't worry about it for a while. But that's not going to last because if that lasts, then they don't last. That's like me. I own a side TV. It costs five bucks a month, 17 cents a day. And you're all a bunch of cheap asses for not having it already. You can go to asytv.com right now and get it. And we're going to be on Roku and Amazon and Apple and all that real soon. But I have a developer. If I can't pay him anymore, guess what? It goes off. You know what happens when it goes off? The subscribers stop subscribing. You know what happens then? I have nothing. This is a very real fear to me. Anyways, this is not my platform to complain about my personal. There's people out there with no food. There's people out there with no toilet paper to wipe their asses with. There's people out there that have already lost everything. Those are the people that my hearts go out to. I have hearts. I have more than one heart, apparently. And my cat's now here. And, you know, what about her? I got to feed my cat. If I lose my... My place of residence, guess what? I lose my cat for 50, that I've had for 15 years. I don't get to hang out with my son and do the things that we do here. You know, there, there, there's, that's what's crossing my mind. So, yeah, the money's gone. So don't even, I mean, maybe you can apply. Maybe there'll be more eventually. They have printers. They just print money for war. Why can't they print it to help out their fucking people? Oh, boy. Um, commercials on TV, man. They've picked up on this quick. Even I've made a little spot for a side TV that says, hey, if you subscribe now for five bucks at ASYTV.com, we're going to give a percentage of the proceeds to direct family uh, charities here in town, which I've been doing with these events that I do, the Chocolate and Cheese Expo and the, the metaphysical fairs and the dog shows and all these different things that I've been doing. Yeah, I've been doing them for a couple of years just to, you know, help out people. We write anonymous checks to caseworkers all over the state and the caseworkers are still sending me families, but I have no more events. They're all been canceled for the rest of this year. They've been canceled actually up until October. So yeah, man, let me take a sip of coffee. Ponder that for a second. You can help me out. Not only me personally, not only a side TV and all my businesses, you can help us out helping other people by subscribing to a TV at asytv.com. It's simple, dude. It's simple. Plus, you get like 600 hours of all original and classic TV and content. You're getting something out of it. And you lazy, cheap-ass sons of bitches can't spend 5 bucks a month, 17 cents a day, less than that cup of coffee at the Starbucks drive-thru that's packed right now. And you can't sit there and say, oh, hey, just, you know, I can't, I don't want to support you. And you don't want to support local businesses because there's fucking lines out of the goddamn ass at McDonald's and Taco Bell. But you can't support, you know, the person who's struggling to stay open. They only have one shop. And you're too damn cheap, you're too damn ignorant, and you're too damn stupid to support anybody, to include me. And that puts me in the mind frame where, fuck you, I don't want to support you either. See, now I'm pissed off. Oh, I don't even know if I'm going to get through all these headlines. I got to call these people. I'm already 15 minutes late calling them. So uh, what else? Uh, 
I could say. Uh, anyways, the commercials for uh, businesses on TV, they all have their little special messages. We're all going to get through this together in these uncertain times. I'm so sick of people saying uncertain times. All times are uncertain times. The months leading up to this, I had a shitty winter financially. Trust me, one of the shittiest winters I've ever had. Those were uncertain times. When you're walking down the street, a helicopter could land right on your fucking head. That is an uncertain time. These are stupid fucking times. Get it right. And it's snowing outside again. I'm in my home office looking out the window, the flag at the bank down the street, going crazy, snow blowing sideways. So I'd probably be staying home anyway at this point. Oh, God. Welcome to the Dungeon of Douches. These people are assholes. All right, Dungeon of Douche time. I'm going to make this real quick and real simple because I've got some phone calls to make with some really important people that have dealt with a lot more than you or I have. At least more than I have for sure. Yes, I could lose everything. Yes, but I still have my health. My kids are healthy. Everything is good, not great. I won't even say good. Everything is tolerable. I'm content. But these people I'm going to call here in a second have gone through some shit. It's basically they've been through the war on the front lines, and uh, thankfully they're recovering. But the, 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 the protesters in my home state of Michigan, in Lansing, and wherever else there are protesters gathering in large groups, because of the extensions on the times of being locked in and the quarantine times or whatever they're calling it, you're fucking stupid. I'm so sick. And, and you know what? I am the, one of the biggest, like, reluctant conspiracy theorists that I know. Because I question everything. And I question this to death. Trust me, I do. But... You know what? There's a time and a place for it. You have a social media soapbox. Everybody has one. Get on there and protest all you want. But people are actually dying from this stuff. I don't know. Maybe you've heard that. We're going to talk to some people that are lucky to be alive in just a minute. And you've got the disrespect and the gall to go out there and just ignore everybody's warnings. And band together as humans against this extension because we just can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore either. But you know what? Just in case, for the sake of my son, for the sake of myself, for the sake of everyone that I love, just in fucking case. And that may be how they're getting us because we're all forced to say just in case. But I don't want to go through what these people that I'm going to talk to in a second have gone through. I definitely don't want my son to go through. I don't want my mom to go through it. I don't want her husband to go through it. I don't want any of my family members to go through it. I don't want any of my friends to go through it. I don't even want strangers to go through it. Unless I really don't like you, then you can go through it. Don't die, because I'd feel bad for saying that. But just, yeah, get sick and learn a lesson. <laughs> go, lick a, go lick the shopping carts at Walmart for a week straight and then see what happens. Actually, the shopping carts at markets and Walmarts and all that stuff are probably the cleanest places on earth at this point because I've got people dedicated to cleaning those, not to mention the people that use them, clean them ahead of time as well. But I've always done that. Like I've said a thousand times already, I was a germaphobe way before being a germaphobe was a cool thing to be. <sighs> Anyways, if you're out there protesting, you're stupid. Protest from home. You're entitled to your opinion. 
You're entitled to be frustrated. You're entitled to be pissed off. We all are. But just in case, just in case, stay the fuck home, stupid. Welcome to the Hall of Respect. These people are awesome. I love them. Okay, simple enough. If you're on the front line, not being sick, but grocery store workers are actually in a hazardous occupation at the moment. Let that process for a second. Grocery store workers, Grubhub delivery people, and I'm not even going to get started on medical workers. I'm not even going to get started on ambulance drivers. I'm not even going to get started on people that have to interact with the public, the first responders and all that stuff, because we know. And we've said thank you on the last episode, and we'll say thank you on this one, and we'll say thank you on every single one of them, uh, from my son's mom who does radiology to you know all of my friends that are in the field. I have a host named Chantel. I interviewed her last week. She's in the medical. She's t- touching people all day long. And it doesn't matter if you have a mask on. It doesn't matter how much gloves you wear, uh, how, many, um, how much hand sanitizer you use. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much vitamin C and zinc and iron that you get in your system. It doesn't matter. You can still, if this is legit and everything that they're telling us is legit, more on that later, you can still come down with it and it can still cost you your life or get you really sick or cost you weeks, possibly months of your life. You know, it's, it's, it's just a sad, stupid, stupid thing. Like I said, we all took life for granted before this, and I hopefully we'll all come out of this not doing that, not taking life for granted, because we're, we're not free anymore. Do you understand that? Not that we ever were because of debt and interest and slavery and you know, indentured servitude. We've never been free, but we've been free to roam about the cabin. We are not anymore. We're not free anymore. This could escalate to the point where if we drive to the freaking bank, someone could pull you over and say where you're going. It's almost like stop and frisk. But this time it's not just for, you know, suspicious looking black people. So they said. Oh, by the way, that remark was in favor of the black people that were being stopped and frisked because that wasn't fair at all. Uh, but unless you've got like a, you know, a big thing going down your pant leg. No, no, not your penis, like a rifle or something. And then they say, oh, wow, that looks like he's got a shotgun in his pants. But that's stopping for us. That's a whole other freaking thing. It doesn't even exist anymore for as far as I know. Back to this. Thank you to all the first responders. Thank you to everybody out there working in the public, being forced. I mean, I'm at Safeway the other day, and I'm looking at this guy at the counter. And I'm like, at the checkout lane, and I'm like, wow, he's probably talked to like, what, 150 people on his shift since he's been here. He's got a little mask on, but and some gloves on, but that's, that's okay. So if this thing is legit, those people are out there. I know they have to make a living. They're just doing their job. That's what they signed up for. Actually, no, this is not what they signed up for at all. So anyways, I have to make this quick hall of respect to everyone out there. Who's keeping the world turning, even though, uh, there's a giant medical mask over the entire planet. It's a great time if you're really ugly, though, isn't it? Or if you have, like, really bad facial acne or, or you want to rob a bank or you're a luchador. Yeah, kind of wonderful. I'm on the phone with Vivian Cobb. Vivian, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. You don't sound like you're sick. This is all a big conspiracy. What's going on? Oh, 
Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, not for me anyway. I am recovering from COVID-19. I got sick about four weeks ago and I was hospitalized for five days with pneumonia caused by the virus and I am home now and I am getting better every day. Well, that is amazing to hear. the The best word that you said was recovering, and yes. uh, wh- you know, I'm, I I don't know you. I was recommended to. I uh, put out a thing that said, "Hey, does any I, I don't I don't know anybody who has this. So, is there anybody out there that does?" And um, they you kind of gotten uh, my cat's going crazy in the background. This is the luxury of working from home. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, anyways, I put out a post, and and someone recommended me to give you a call, and. Uh, I just, uh, what were the first things that made you go, uh oh? Well, I just started checking all the boxes on that little uh, symptom list that is on the, uh, you know, all the health channels and health websites. Um, I, it started basically with extreme fatigue, and then the fever came, uh, and then the cough. And, you know, there's some other other symptoms like diarrhea. And, I mean, every single symptom that was listed I got. <laughs> so that's when I kind of went, hmm, maybe I have this thing. <laughs> what was the uh, first steps that you took after you uh, started recognizing the symptoms? And <clears throat> You know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are either intentional, and I'm not saying this about you whatsoever, but intentional or non-intentional hypochondriac, so to speak, uh-huh. where, you know, if they get the this, this, this faintest sniffle, then they have to, you know, they they tell everybody they've got it. But, right. um, and, and, you know, I guess it's good to get checked out because and they've scared us to death. Right. Um, well, I didn't get checked out until um, I had a very difficult time breathing and I was coughing so much that I couldn't move or, or talk or anything. And I couldn't, I couldn't really fully wake up, which is also one of the symptoms, um, that you're, you might be in trouble. So I put up with eight days of 102, 103 fever. Um, and I'm one of those people that believes you let the fever do its job. So, uh, I didn't take Tylenol or Advil um, for that. What does that mean, actually, let the fever do its job? Well, the reason our bodies get a fever is uh, by increasing your body temperature, that's what kills the virus or the, whatever is attacking your, your system. So you want your fever to do its job. You want it to kill whatever it's trying to kill. Uh so the best thing you can do, unless you're just like so miserable and you can't stand it, um, the best thing you can do is just let the fever be. Wow, I've never heard it put that way before. I've never known yeah. that. Now, is well, that something that that's, that's that's part of our society? It's it's all let's fix it right away. Um, let's throw this at the symptom. But without ever discussing why we have that symptom and that maybe that's a really good thing. <laughs> now, are these some of the things that you've learned from this experience? What are, what are some of the things that you've learned from this experience? Well, I knew about fever um, before. I've always let my kids, unless, again, it got too high, I would let my kids 
fever, do their job, do, you know, do what it needed to do. So I knew about fever. Um, and then I saw somebody on, on television actually talk about that, a doctor. Um, but anyway, uh, what did I learn from this? Well, I, I did the stay at home thing as long as I possibly could. Cause you know, they said, don't go to the hospital, um, try and stay home and, and deal with, with your symptoms unless you can't breathe. And so I stayed at home for eight days. And then that morning when I woke up and I was having difficulties and struggling, I knew it was time I needed help. So my boys took me to the ER. Uh, what really shocked me was the ER was completely empty because they don't allow people to sit in the lobby. And in fact, they told my, one of my boys right away, you have, you know, one of you has to leave. Uh, only one, one visitor per patient. And then he, he wasn't, allowed, my other son that stayed with me wasn't allowed to come back to the examining room with me. Uh, and then when they, when he, when they told him they were admitting me, he, he had to leave right away as well. Uh, but I got swabbed, uh, when I was in there, I think the biggest thing I learned is that the, uh, is that all they did at the hospital was basically watch me to see if they were going to have to keep me alive with a ventilator or something. So for five days, they just monitored me. They, I had no treatment other than oxygen because uh, there's nothing they can do. I mean, they are they are flying blind on this one, and they just were waiting to see if I was going to tank or not. What did this? Uh, what kind of effect did it have on? Uh, you said you got children with you. Um, first of all, are they free and clear of this thing as well? Because obviously they had contact. But, uh, yeah, they had contact with me. They're both boys. One's 29, one's 21. Uh, they, if they got it, they got a very mild case or asymptomatic, but there's no way they didn't get something because, like you said, they were with me during the height of my contagiousness. Um, so they, they experienced headaches and uh, a little bit of fatigue, but that was pretty much it for them. Well, that's good. Um, and that's the scariest thing about this thing is that some people don't even know they have it and other people die. And, and you just, it's like a crapshoot. You have no idea how you did when you get it. So it, that's, I think, the scariest thing about it. Because I'm a healthy, I'm a 60-year-old woman. I'm healthy. I have no underlying conditions. Uh, and yet, you know, I got pneumonia from it. So I've never had pneumonia in my life. What was the emotional uh, response from uh, your, your not only your children but your, your family and friends? And I saw on your I briefly checked out your page. I stalked you a little bit. Yeah, and I, uh, I do it. <laughs> I, I kind of saw the um, the de evolution and then the the resurgence of you uh, uh-huh. just through the videos that you posted. I mean, I I mean, you're a beautiful person, but you looked rough there for a couple of those videos. <laughs> I mean, just lying in a hospital bed with stuff up your nose and just, but you still were putting out messages. And thank you for that because it, it just tells. Well, I did, I did do that because I thought about that when I was laying there and I was like, you know, I bet most people like you don't know somebody who has this. And I felt like I really needed to tell my friends and family like I said in my video, I didn't want them to feel sorry for me or, you know, oh, you poor thing, you know, all that crap. I just wanted them to know that, A, it's real and that you do need to be really careful. I got this on an airplane. 
um, I'm pretty sure, uh, at the first week of March, I flew back from Boston, and two weeks to the day, I got sick. So that two-week, you know, incubation period was spot on, and that because I don't know anybody at all other than me that has this, and so I got it on that airplane or in the airports. Um, I, you know, that's the only explanation. So I wanted to spread the word that, yeah, this really, you know, because a lot of people were saying. Do you know anybody who has it? Do you know anybody? I don't, (laughs) except uh, for you, to be honest with you. Yeah, so I thought, I'm going to put it out there and say, (laughs) yep, I have it. It came back positive. I had to be hospitalized for it. And, you know, be careful, be safe, be healthy. And and take this time to really, you know, be grateful. Because I got to tell you, that's what I learned the most about this. I am so grateful. I'm grateful I'm still here. I don't think I ever thought I was going to die necessarily but it certainly crossed my mind it crossed my mind enough that i called my daughter who's my executor on my will and reminded her of my passwords on my computer and because you know this thing was progressing pretty quickly and i had no idea what the outcome was going to be so you know i i just was being careful but uh yeah it's real how much <laughs> i can attest to that how much of the the 24-7 media did you actually watch while you're in the hospital or ever since actually I mean Very <laughs> when you're when you're hooked up to machines and all they seem to focus on is the death tolls you know they got the global right. death toll and the United States death toll how many cases are you know they're they're transfixed with that kind of stuff and I know it's horrible it, it is <laughs> it, they don't talk about people like you who's recovered I haven't seen anybody on any, not that I watch that much to be honest with you but it's all negative, 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 negative. How does it feel to be, I mean, even though you didn't watch, but just to have that much negativity in the midst of actually doing it and going through it? Well, exactly. And I did watch a little every day. I kind of clicked in and, and just watched to see what the numbers were and then just hear what was being said. And then I'd turn it off, you know, maybe five, ten minutes. That's all you need to find out just how horrible everything is. But that was the question in my mind the entire time was, wait a minute, what about all the people who have this or and have recovered and are and the numbers would be so different if they could actually document. And I couldn't get tested un, until I was admitted in the hospital. They will not test. They don't have enough tests. And so you have to be really, really sick. So of course they're only going to have that data. But like my boys, I'm pretty sure if you tested their antibodies, they probably have antibodies. And uh, I actually have been contacted to donate my plasma, which, of course, I will do. Uh, Is that the uh, convalescent, uh, what is it called, Uh, convalescent plasma donation? Yeah. Where they take it from somebody who's had it and recovered in order to boost somebody who's just now getting it. Exactly. Okay. I saw something about that. Yeah. And, and that also is happening because they contacted me already with that. But anyway, I agree with you. The the the, the numbers are. And, but I, uh, on the other hand, psychologically, I think for me, I thought to myself, I'm not going to be one of those numbers. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fight this thing. And I I tried to do some visualization. You know, like I tried to think about my lungs and and those viruses in there and sending in you know, the good guys (laughs) and, 
to kill them, you know, just did some visualization and, uh, and try to try to make it a positive and turn it into a positive in my mind. Um, and, and fight the fight. And I won. Good. You are the the champion. (laughs) We should make you a nice shiny gold belt, uh, for (laughs) defeating this. And, uh, yeah, the, you, right. you defeated You're the new trendy virus. What are some of the things? Are you home now? Yeah, I am home. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are some of the things that you're doing at this point to uh, stay busy? Because I'm sure you're not out and about yet. No, and I still uh, have energy issues. I think the biggest thing about this thing is the energy. It just takes so much uh, energy. And, uh, and cognitively as well, I've been kind of in a brain fog probably my body shutting down to fight the the fight but uh today is day two of me actually putting on real clothes i i've been in pajamas for over four weeks there's, there's, <laughs> so, no, there's nothing wrong with that okay vivian i'm just saying it's, i know everybody else does but <laughs> but i just felt so good to, you know like act like a real person again understandable Um, yes i um, put on pants for the first time the other day to go refill a water jug i'm like okay this is this is is a new fabric on my legs what is this oh it's denim yeah okay (laughs) you know and taking showers sort of on a regular basis and all that kind of stuff but um i think oh sorry go ahead oh no no please please uh well keeping myself busy i just like i said i just very just in the last 48 hours have I turned a corner enough where I can even start to think about what I want to do around the house. I mean, I'm way behind the curve because I literally laid in bed for two and a half, three weeks. I lost 16 pounds. Wow, the COVID-19 <laughs> uh, rec- COVID diet, huh? <laughs> yeah, I would not recommend it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just – I've been doing puzzles because puzzles – I love jigsaw puzzles anyway, and I never get to do, do them because I'm a very busy person. But you disinfect every single doing... piece before you put it down? <laughs> do I what? You disinfect every single piece with like a <laughs> Clorox wipe or something? <laughs> no. People are getting crazy, um, you know. It's. I know they and are. Here's the thing. Who knows if it's overboard at this point? I, who, who knows? Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I, there, and nobody knows. That's, that's the thing that we keep tuning in and hoping to hear the answer and nobody has the answer we are all winging it we are all in this together and we are all just going what (laughs) (laughs) what the hell i think think the what is usually followed by okay all right we'll just uh all right (laughs) yeah well i'm glad you're here i know that's something that you probably never thought somebody would say to you on a radio show i'm glad you're still with us vivian I'm, I'm glad to still be here, too, and I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for all the friends um, who just reached out to me and all the beautiful things that they've said. And, uh, you know, I think I, I do hope that we do not go back to business as usual. I hope this is a learning experience for our entire planet and that we can take good from this and do good from this. Because, like I said on my video, I think Mother Earth's like, you know what? You guys have screwed around long enough. We are purging here, and let's let's do a reset button. So, And for us to not think that a pandemic was going to happen is also very naive. 
Um, I, my grandmother lost both of her parents to the Spanish flu and some of her siblings. She had to be raised by her sister. And so I heard those stories growing up. And I've always said it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And it would have been nice to not have it happen in, in our lifetime, but it did. Here it is, and there's going to be more. And we need to we need to learn from it, and we need to be more prepared, and we need to shut our borders down a lot faster. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's going to happen, and we got to deal with it. And honestly, with... Uh, um I mean, not to get political, but with climate change, it, it's a very real thing. It's, you know, things are getting Absolutely. warmer, you know, different bugs are popping up in different places. Diseases are, pl- are flying around and, you know, it's not life changing yet, but well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. And people Absolutely. need to stop eating bats. If that's yeah. the case, I don't know if that's, a con- we're going to talk about conspiracy theories later. I don't know if that's legit. I wasn't there. I didn't personally eat a bat or sell anybody a bat or, you know, do any testing on a bat, but it seems feasible. What's the, what's the most ridiculous conspiracy theory you've heard so far? I don't know. Somebody was talking about children and, t- and that's as far as they got. And I was like children and tunnels. I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> children in tunnels. In tunnels, so I'm like, oh, that's just gee. creepy. I have no idea what that one is. <laughs> maybe it was the children in the cornfields. Maybe that's uh, maybe. <laughs> well, Vivian, it's a pleasure talking to you, and uh, I'm glad you're still here. And uh, thanks for sharing your story. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that was Vivian. She seems like she's doing really good. On the phone right now is another person who I have no idea who you are, but I was recommended uh, through the whole Facebook machine to reach out to you. You said you didn't mind uh, telling your story as well because you got the sickness as well. You're Kyle Knox, how you doing, man? Man, I can't complain at this point. <laughs> I mean, yes, you could. You could absolutely complain. We could all complain at this point, but you more than others. Ain't nobody going to listen. Right? Yeah, because we're all complaining at the same time. So it's kind of uh, it's like white noise at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what – how did you – I know you may not know how you got this thing, but when did you first uh, you know, look, look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know what? This is a little uh, like that thing I keep hearing about. Well, my girlfriend had been sick for a few weeks, really, really mildly. She's just several years younger than I am. We just felt like Good job. to her – Big bad allergies or a cold. She had a little bit of a dry cough, which concerned me a bit, but it never got worse. It never felt like an upper respiratory thing to her, so we just never really thought of it much. It continued on for three weeks, though. Uh, right about the end of her, maybe the mid of the middle of her second week, I started to get sick, and I went down a lot harder and a lot faster than she did. Um, yeah, that's one it, of the things it, I was talking to Vivian about, who I just talked to before you. Some pe- like she said, some people are just like on their deathbed, if not dying. And other people are just, <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, they've been coming out with information recently. About 70 to 80% of people who get infected may not even experience symptoms. So they're saying the death rate, mortality rate may be a lot more ideal than I originally thought. But it still just makes it crazy and unpredictable. So you start getting these symptoms, and uh, were you able to get tested, or did you go to the emergency room, or what was your next no. step on that? Uh, well, following, following the news and CDC recommendations, I avoided, and I didn't leave the house at all for two weeks, keeping my eye on my lungs. If I ever started to develop any breathing difficulties, I would go into the 
hospital, I was trying everything I could to not be a part of the chaos going on there. Um, but eventually on day, I want to say 15, 16, I was supposed to already be done and uh, done with my isolation, but suddenly my chest just got worse. And uh, it felt like somebody had just laid a 50-pound dumbbell on my chest. It was just constant, awful pressure, a dry cough, hacking up dark phlegm. It just got really bad, so I eventually I, I called the ER. I called them actually on like day twelve, and they told me to stay home. They said if it gets any worse, come in, but stay home for now. So on the, on the sixteenth day, I called them again and said it's getting worse. Like this is bad. I'm scared. I'm worried that it, this is turning into pneumonia or something. I just want to get checked out. So I went into the emergency room, and they brought me in. It felt like it was weird. It was post apocalyptic. Post apocalyptic got going on in there. Um, what do you mean by that? It's, it's so weird and impersonal. I walked in and there were three people sitting behind a table all in full PPE. And I walked in and said, how can we help you? And I said, I, I think I'm positive or I think I can see somebody. And they all backed up from me, which I, I completely understand. But it's just, it's just such a weird feeling to see everyone go oh, on stay away from this guy. How does that make you feel like <laughs> people considering you being a carrier of the, the new black plague, so to speak? Um, how did that make you feel personally? Like gross or just like weird or like, like, like part of the problem. I got you. <laughs> it made me feel bad. Like I felt so bad for even having to be there. Well, people but are doing that weird. everywhere. I sneezed at Safeway yesterday and I swear I got dagger looks from everybody within, you know, 10 feet of me. I covered my damn mouth, but it's this, <laughs> people are, you know, offended if you're, you know, sick. That's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, <laughs> so I get in there, and they, it was actually really it was a, it was a surprisingly expedited process. Uh, I've been to the ER. I'm very accident-prone. I've spent a lot of time in emergency rooms, but this was by <laughs> far the most efficient time I've ever seen in there. They, they took me right back uh, where they had um, three different very spaced-out lines with uh, nurses behind glass shields. And there was no one in any line. I was there all by myself. I went straight to a person and talked to them. They asked me questions, asked about my symptoms, and then sent me over to a waiting room by myself to wait for a doctor to come pick me up. They did. They gave me x-rays. They gave me uh, EKG. They, but they still never gave me a test. They told me they are only testing people who are there admitting to the hospital. And because I wasn't having difficulty breathing, they weren't going to admit me. They, uh, they, my, my sign-out paperwork lists me as suspected COVID-19 infection. And they sent me home, told me, call them again if it gets worse again. So did, did it get worse again? Did you ever do a little stay in the hospital or did it just basically no. stay home and, uh, stay home and I see what happens? Home. I stayed home on, on day 18 <clears throat> or 19. It started to feel like I'm finally going downhill. Like right now I'm on day 20. And my chest still does not feel good. Um, I, I'm no longer worried for my life, but I don't feel good. I, I, have, a, I have a constant worry that my lungs are just in, impacted for life. That may not be the case, but they feel like that. Well, that has been you know, said that there may be lasting uh, side effects or lasting damage from you know, going through this stuff on a severe level. Yeah, I wouldn't call what I've been through severe. I mean, obviously, they sent me home from the hospital. But I was scared for a significant amount of time. So did they give you any kind of, like, exercising, like breathing exercises or just uh, any kind of recommendations that you might want to share with other people that are at home that possibly, 
you know, again, don't want to go into the ER to, you know, weigh down the system, but did they give you any kind of a home uh, rehab type uh, activities or items or, you know, medications or anything like that? Um, I know the information's been, it's gotten out there a little bit better at this point, but they did confirm that ibuprofen is okay to take. Um, I know a lot of people have been scared since they came out with some information at the beginning saying they didn't know because I guess they don't prescribe anti-inflammatories to people with asthma or any kind of respiratory infections, but it, it has been cleared that they told me to go home and I hadn't, I hadn't been taking ibuprofen just in case. But when I went home and switched to ibuprofen, that has helped my lungs so much more than uh, Tylenol ever did. Wow. See, I, I heard that rumor as well where it's like if you take Advil, you're going to die, basically. Yeah. That's kind of what, what the media does. Right. It turns out that's not true. Yeah. If, if your lungs are hurting, it's okay. It actually will help more. Anti-inflammatory is the key. For me, it was anyway. Why stop taking like even those little 81 milligram Advils that you're supposed to take for you know healthier heart every day? Um, just because of, you know, the rumors. And I only had like a very, like a two day cold, like my son and I both had like a two day cold and then it went away. I haven't, I've had like a tiny little cough ever since. Um, but that's, you know, clearing your throat type stuff. I get that every single March of every single year, I get that two day cold and then it goes away and I don't have to deal with it. But, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're, I mean, you're doing better, right? Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. (laughs) What uh, what are some of the things that you're doing? Because uh, you're not out in the public, you're not obviously out there and uh, you know shaking hands and kissing babies by any means. Uh, what, what are some of the things that you're doing? Do you live with your girlfriend or? Yeah, yeah, I do. What are you guys doing to uh, to pass this uh, the, the the apocalypse? Really, it's just different day to day. We kind of just well, what, what do you want to do today? You want you want to watch some new stuff? You want to catch up on some new cartoons? It's really just. <laughs> But we were not really much of a game plan, but we we uh, we never really had much of a problem with that to get to begin with. We both have worked from home for quite some time before this. this that that part wasn't a huge adjustment for us. We're we're used to being around each other constantly, and but the not being able to leave thing is new. But right, that's, yeah, I mentioned <laughs> that at the top of the show. It's like we're not a free society anymore at the moment. If you, no. if you really no. think about it, we are under martial law, and that's. Uh, it's a hard pill to swallow if you really wrap your head around it. I mean, sure, we can leave and go to the bank and the store and drop off your kids at, you know, whatever. But it's um, it, it's a stupid time, man. Everybody keeps saying it's uncertain times. And I always like to say all times are uncertain times. This is a stupid time. This is stupid, ridiculous, and scary as hell. I would agree with all of those things. So, um, I mean, do you think there's going to be a baby boom in nine months or what? I uh... I don't see how there's not going to be because every time I go to the store, they're out of everything but condoms. <laughs> or do you think people are grossed out by each other to the point where like, nah, we can wait until this blows over, you know? That didn't happen until at least two weeks in. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when the virus passes and you have that month of just in case between it not being infectious and, you know, reopening the world, that's when all the babies are going to be made right there, I think. So, uh, uh yeah, be, be be careful. <laughs> Coronalennials, we're going to see. The corona, yeah, what is it? Coronalennials. I was thinking quarantines. The qu- I like that, too. Okay. I, I may have stolen that, but anyways. Hey, dude, thank you for uh, letting us uh, tell your story and uh, keep getting better, man. And, you know, let me Thanks, know man. let me know how you're doing. Keep in touch. 
Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate the call. All right. Thank you so much. So there's a couple stories. I mean, there's a couple people that I don't know. Uh, nobody that I do know, unless they're just keeping it to themselves. I'm not sure. I actually, I name. I am sure. I would make this very public if I came down with this thing. If I do come down with this thing, and it's a severe deal, trust me, I will be putting a TV show on a side TV or putting a you know making a TV show out of it for my YouTube channel or whatever it is, uh, because it's just something that I would have to share. I share every aspect of my life, anyways, and I appreciate Vivian. And I appreciate Kyle for uh, sharing their stories because, man, I mean, it's the number one thing going on in the world, probably in history, and they're a part of it. Yes, Marcy Cat, thank you for meowing. I know I'm working from home. I know I'm doing this for my little office over here. Thank you for meowing through in a very important interview earlier, you little bitch. Seriously. I have one of the best microphones on the market Maybe not one of the best, maybe like, you know, fifth from the best for podcasting. And it picks up, it could pick up a mouse queef in the other room and you're going to sit here and meow at me when I'm trying to talk about important life changing, life altering things with some amazing people. I swear I'm going to put her on, on, is Craigslist still a thing? I'm going to put her on Facebook market, like 15 year old asshole cat who will not let you work from home without her putting her two cents in it. Maybe she's got a good story about this. Maybe I'm just think that she's meowing at me because she wants attention, but maybe she's trying to contribute. Maybe that's what's going on. <sighs> Anyways, here's the uh, product placement. Product placement. Brandon likes this stuff. Okay, I mentioned this uh, a little bit before in this episode. And I'm going to mention it again here for the product placement segment. Again, none of these places are, or none of these products or services are paying me or giving me free stuff to put it over. No, it's just me saying, hey, try this out. But this one's an obvious selection. Stop right now. I'm gritting my teeth as I see this. Stop going to McDonald's and Taco Bell and Burger King and Wendy's and Carl's Jr. and... All of these, you know, subway and stop it and start going to local establishments. Look them up. You can go to TripAdvisor. You can go to Yelp. You can go to any of these places and just say local restaurants. They're going to give you about a thousand of them. Look through them. You're going to find something that intrigues you. If you don't know of places already, pick one of those. Okay, you can go to Grubhub, you can go to Uber Eats, you can go to DoorDash. I'm sure there's others by now because it's a thriving, uh, <laughs> it's a thriving business, thriving business model at the moment. And they have lists of just local restaurants. They even prompt you in the beginning. Would you like to support local restaurants? Click yes. There's a ton of them. No matter where you live, you can live out in the boondocks. Oh, Ma Pappy's, you know. Uh, Breakfast Cafe is going to be open uh, down the street from you. Go there. Pick up food. Take it home with you or have it delivered if you can. Damn it, people. McDonald's is not going to go out of business, okay? You can get your Big Mac and Fry and Strawberry Milkshake and Orange Fanta Soda, which all does sound pretty good because that food's made out of pure crack. But you can get that after this whole thing is gone. It's still going to be there. McDonald's is not going to go under. 
but your friend, my friend Jason, who owns Trinity Brewing, who has some of the best food, whether you're vegan or whatever, it's got some of the amazing food and beer. Oh my goodness, he's not even open right now. My friend Brother Luck, who has the the uh, the ramen place. I'm sorry, not the ramen place. The dumpling, Lucky Dumpling. Uh, Mark has the ramen place. I'll, you know, I got all these damn friends. There's poor Richards around there. There's Wooglins. There's even like La Casita, which is like a local fast food Mexican joint. They're not going to survive this. The people that work there are not, if not already, they're not going to have jobs. I don't know what kind of position you're in right now. I hope you're doing okay. I'm doing okay. But stop supporting these global freaking chains that are trillion, I don't know about trillions, but billions and billions and billions of dollars in the green or in the black. While your friend down the street, while your neighbor down the street is struggling to even make ends meet. They're working out deals with their property owners. They're laying off their employees. They have no money to advertise. They have no money to even clean their establishments. Think about that for a second, man. Come on. Get your head out of your ass. Stop sniffing your kidneys. It's it's stupidity to sit there and go, I'm going to go to Taco Bell. I don't care. if I like Taco Bell. I don't care. Find a local Mexican joint. Maybe you'll find something else that you like, but it's too expensive. No, it's not. Have you eaten for two at Taco Bell? It's like 30 bucks sometimes because I'm, you know, fat, but (sighs) pull your head out of your ass. Support your local restaurants, support all your local businesses, anybody who's struggling. And I know we're all struggling and I know it's like I said earlier, I run a television network that relies on your subscriptions. If you go to ASYTV.com and you spend five bucks a month, 17 cents a day, less money than a freaking trip to Taco Bell by all means, you'll get over 600 hours of all original. And you've got Netflix, you've got Hulu. You're probably running out of everything on Disney plus and, and prime and Amazon and HBO go. You've got all these things and you're probably going, there's nothing to watch. Well, there's a whole nother format sitting there. It's called a side TV. Your friend Brandon owns it. Your friend Brandon has shows on it. I filmed and produced just about everything on it. There's so much content just waiting for you, but you're like, I don't know what that is. You do. It doesn't have a billion dollar corporate backing in it. So I don't want it. I'm a sheep. Anyways, I'm pissed off at you people. If you don't have a side TV at this point, I'm pissed off at you. You're not a friend. You're not a follower. You're just an acquaintance. Got it? That's me griping right now. But these local restaurants, you have to eat. Yes, it's best probably at the moment to stay home and cook. But if you're going to go out, I see damn just past Wendy's yesterday and there's 15 cars in the goddamn driveway. Oh, why? Wendy's sucks. It's sodium and just grease and disgustingness and fat and sugar. And you're just, you got to have it. I got to get a triple decker. Idiots. Meanwhile, my buddy Jason, Trinity Brewing, doors are locked. And that sucks because they got some amazing beer cheese soup. They got these little chicharron things. They've got amazing burgers and sandwiches and stuff. And their beers are just second to none. And that's just one place. 
Every time I've ordered out in the last, except for one time, I had to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich because Popeye's chicken sandwich is a drug, okay? And I'm addicted, and that's that's a whole separate thing, okay? Don't even, don't get me started. And if there was White Castles, I'd probably have to order those too, even though I just get them in the box now. But there's no White Castles in Colorado, so I'm lucky. But every time I go out to eat, it has to be local. Schnitzel Fritz is a little German place in town. Another German place, Idelweiss, Heart of Jerusalem. Uh, I mean, this is just Colorado Springs businesses. There's so many of them, and I love them all. And I just ugh, I wish I could order them every day, but I'd go broke. But that's with any food. That's with you know fast food as well. Anyways, get off the corporate chains. Get off of them. Pick, pull that needle out of your veins uh, that the corporate entities are, have stuck there. And go local. Damn it. Mail time. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Still no response from Stephen Michael Burns, uh, the original host of Blues Clues. I've reached out to him on every single platform I could find him on. Zero response. He's big time in us. So uh, I think I'm not giving up, but I'm just going to put that on the back burner. There's more pressing things going on right now. Uh, I got honestly, I haven't done a male segment in weeks. So I'm just, I, and I don't want this to go too long. We had the two interviews. They were amazing. That's what this is about. It's not about my opinions on bullshit, even though I guess it's the Brandon Bishop podcast. So it's all about my opinions on bullshit, but I will get to, I just do have five of your questions. Um, I'm, I'm going to cherry pick here. Uh, Jess wants to know, um, how's your sex life during quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh it's amazing let me tell you me and my right hand are have never been closer actually that's a lie too like it's gonna be like old faithful when this thing ha oh it's it's been a while, okay. I don't even handle my own at the moment because uh, my kids and and my mom, my mom. What am I talking about? My kids' mom and I have gone to kind of summer hours where I get them most of the time. So he's always here. He's always running around, uh, going crazy and playing games and stuff. Never. It's a small apartment I live in. Like I said, I don't want a big house. I like my little small apartment because usually I'm on the road traveling, filming TV shows and having fun. Yeah, but no, not right now. No. Anyway, it's a small apartment, so he's always usually with an eye shot or ear shot. And uh, I don't have time to peel the chilies, man. No, I don't have time to milk the old moisture missile. So, you know, I don't have time to twirl the squirrel or examine the salmon. I'm just, uh, yeah, he's not here right now. But I don't feel like it right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about viruses and germs and politics and stupid people. I, that's that's not boner fodder, okay? So my sex life is also quarantined. And it's, uh, it's a real damn shame because I am freaking amazing in bed. Let me tell you that right now. Uh, Ray wants to know, uh, how's the pop collection? You know, damn it, now I'm going to get mad again. You know, I just started collecting Funko Pops, like, what, October, maybe November. I mean, I had a few that I bought, 
but now I've kind of turned it into, into a thing. It's an actual collection now. I got about 150 of them. And I'm really into it. I even do a show on my YouTube channel called Pop Goes the Brandon. And, and, and it's fun and I like them and it makes me happy. So if you think I'm a 46-year-old guy collecting toys, you're right. And if you're judging me for it negatively, uh, why? <laughs> it makes me happy. I enjoy it. It's fun. It's something I kind of do with my kid when he feels like it. Um, so shut up, you know, we all have our things. Okay. I didn't have a thing for a long time. I'd just bury myself in work and have no, you know, creative, uh, that, that was my only creative outlet. So now I got this thing that I'm doing. So shut up. I enjoy it. The pop collection is growing substantially, but you know, I wanted to start filming that pop goes to Brandon show all around the country during our travels. I was supposed to be in Vegas and Pittsburgh and, and Detroit and Orlando and Tampa, Right now, like I should have been like in the last month and a half, I should have been to all those places. I'm supposed to be in Vegas today filming uh, that Vegas show with Ricky. And, you know, um, there's a pop store there that I know about and I wanted to go. <laughs> I can't. Uh, my friend John Hernandez has a little flea market um, house of heroes or home of heroes uh, toy store that he let me go into. It's closed, of course, but he kind of opened it up just for me and we filmed an episode there. So look up the Brandon Bishop TV YouTube uh, page, uh, YouTube channel. Check out the funk. The funk. Check out the funk. Check out the funk. Check out the uh, Pop Goes the Brandon uh, Funko Pop show. And I just put up like three episodes today so you can tell I'm really into this thing. And it's easy to film from home. So... Yeah, I order them, and then I unbox them, and then I do, like, top 10 and top 25 lists and all these different things. So check it out. And there's also a couple other shows on there, and I'll get the plugs in a second. So check out the Brandon Bishop YouTube page. I think it's under Brandon Bishop TV. Check it out. Um, anyways, uh, Pop Collection's good. Uh, if you could be quarantined anywhere, where would it be and with whom? April actually says whom with an M. Excuse me, April. Um if I could be quarantined anywhere and with whom, you know, I was actually thinking about like indigenous tribes, not like cannibals because they'll eat me, but um, like indigenous tribes, wherever indigenous, maybe down in Brazil or the Amazon forest or something like that. Um, is it a forest? Is Amazon a forest or is it just like a place where you buy things online? Amazon. Is it a forest or jungle? Amazon jungle? That doesn't sound right. The Amazon. Let's just say the Amazon. I was thinking about them, and I bet you any money none of them are ever sick of anything, ever, uh, unless they get bit by, like, a poisonous snake or something, I, or a spider. I uh, Oh, gross. Um, I was thinking about something like that, and I was thinking, you know what? I always, always, my, my life goal at this very moment, my short-term goal is to uh, get a nice RV, like a sixty, seventy, eighty thousand $80,000 Class C RV, look up the L... I think it's the LF31s by uh, Quantum. I think that's what it's called. That's what I want. I want to live in that thing for like five years. It's big enough for me and the kid and the cat. It's fine. And I could wake up in a different city every day. There's not one place that I would rather be. I, wherever my son and my mom are, that's where I want to be. And I have a very you know small feast of friends outside of that. But I don't care what city I'm in. It doesn't matter. I've seen every city in this nation uh, several times over just about. I, I'd like to get around the world, but I'm really not that excited about it, to be honest with you. I mean, yes, I want to see those things. Yes, I want to film there. But I love being in this country and uh, exploring all the freedoms that I hopefully will have once again. 
uh, it's like 9-11. <clears throat> it really is. And I know that's a touchy thing to say. And people are like, oh, you can't compare the two. I'm not comparing the two. I'm comparing the after effects of the two. After 9-11, the world changed. After this, the world is going to change quite a bit. So you think this is going to be over. What about the second wave of this thing? And I know I'm getting off the RV and where I'd like to be quarantined thing. Um, okay, so yeah, in an RV, traveling around the country with my mom and my kid, that's where I would like to be quarantined. And I know that doesn't you know, sound like something I should say, like, oh, on a beach with, uh, with Lily Allen, yes, or yeah, let me, let me get on a beach with uh, some hot chick and just make love every morning, afternoon, evening, and night, baby, yeah. And we could eat White Castles as the tide rolls in. Mm, yeah, that's my dream. No, it's really not. That would get old quick. <laughs> you could tell I'm showing my age now. I'm 46 years old. It's like, yeah, fucking every day and eating fast food. Mm, it gets old after about an hour. And then uh, you don't want to do it again until maybe the next day. So anyway, um, but yeah, this thing's going to get bad, man. It's, uh, and I'm not just talking about the actual virus. I'm talking about the after effects. How about depression? Does anybody think about that? If I didn't have my son, I'd be alone 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's social media. You can talk to people on the phone. You could FaceTime, but it's not the same. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's you know, there's going to be a whole wave of depressions and suicides and and just society trying to heal itself. But you know, there's going to be stumbles on the way to that healings. Yeah. Anyway, next question. I don't want to get into any more shit. This show's long enough. We still haven't got to the meat of the show yet. Fancy that. Okay, what are you doing uh, day-to-day to to stay in shape while being locked in by Jen? (laughs) Let me laugh at that again. I am not staying in shape. I'm eating high-octane bullshit because I'm cooking every meal and cooking a lot of every meal, and my kid's a terrible influence on me, and ordering all these local places, uh, even though I am, they're not always the healthiest places, and I've done zero in the way of working out, which I'm going to remedy by filming another show for my YouTube page, believe it or not. Brandon, you got a YouTube page? What are you, 16 years old? Uh, Maybe, you know, whatever, dude. I'm having fun with it. Shut up. Okay? Just go watch it. You'll have fun with it too. There's a lot of shows on there. And yes, that is a plug, and I'm going to plug it again later. But uh, no, I'm going to do an exercise diet show uh, and put that on the page. Hopefully it'll keep keep me uh, accountable. Maybe you can keep me accountable by watching it. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting started. That's always the problem, though, is getting started. Uh, Top three things from Trey uh, to watch. I don't know if you wrote this dumb or if I wrote this dumb, but top three things to watch, TV or movies. Trey. Uh, Aside TV. That's all I'm going to say. There's a top 100 things in there. There's top 600 things in there. Uh, go and watch it, asytv.com. Subscribe now, and for the next two months, we're giving proceeds to uh, direct-to-family charities. That's all I got to say. If you don't do it, you're not my friend. You're just a listener. Give me the meat! Give me the meat! How can you have any pudding if you don't give me the meat? Five G. That's right. The new global communication uh, level of of uh, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> 5G is the reason we're all locked in our houses right now. It's the reason people are getting sick from the radiation of 
G. 5G. No, that's not it. It's, <laughs> it sounds good. Um, I don't know what the global effects of moving on to 5G will be or 6, 7, 8, 9G. I have no idea. All I wish that I had was about 5G in the bank right now. That would really help. Um, yeah, let's talk about some conspiracies. Uh, we're going to gloss over that one because it's just a little too silly. But I've trained myself, and I'm hoping I've trained a few of you to question everything. And if there's ever in anything in the history of human existence that you need to question, it's right here and right now with the COVID-19 coronavirus. First of all, coronavirus has been around for like since the 60s is when they discovered that thing, okay? It's not... We're not dealing with coronavirus. We're dealing with a strand of coronavirus called COVID-19. Now, I don't remember COVID-1 through 18. I don't remember any of that stuff. I remember SARS was a brand of coronavirus. I think uh, bird flu, H1N1. There's been all kinds of different uh, coronaviruses. And no, none of them were started from Corona beer. I like a nice Corona beer sometimes with Mexican food, put a little lime in there, but uh, that's not going to hurt you unless you drink way too many of them. And then you're just an alcoholic and that's a whole other issue and you're, you know, stupid. But, <clears throat> sorry, alcoholics, if you're listening, I, I know that, that the level of alcoholics right now and, and, you know, potheads and all that stuff are probably growing exponentially at the moment. Exponentially, is that a word? Sounds like a word. It's a word now. It's a Brandon word. And you will will abide by my additions to the English language. Use that word today in a conversation with somebody else. Just make sure you're six feet apart from them. Yeah, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories out there. And you know what? Some of them are sillier than other ones. Um, like this whole thing was started in a lab in Canada, taken over to a lab in China, in Wuhan. Um it's not Wu-Tang. The Wu-Tang Clan, did they do this? No? The Wu-Tang, I, I can't name one Wu-Tang Clan song. I need to do that for my uh, show, which is also on my YouTube page. I'm telling you, there's like 10 shows on there. Lots of content if you're bored. Check them out. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, do I think this thing was started in a lab somewhere? I don't not think that. I have no proof of it. I have no proof against it, and neither do you. Um, but it seems feasible. I mean, I've heard things like, okay, this is, this, is, this is the new warfare. This is China attacking the United States with a virus. Yes, it cost them some people, but they seem to be getting over it. They have a lot more people than we do. But it's wreaking havoc on our community and our economy and community. It's wreaking, it's wreaking havoc on our culture, society, whatever you want to call it. And it's killing people. So, I mean, it's, it's doing more damage than a nuclear bomb could ever do. So, I mean, you know, there, there is some credit to that. There is a little bit of not evidence whatsoever, but there's definitely some, uh, alibi for it. Not alibi. That's the wrong word. I watch a lot of true crime, man. There's a, there's definitely um, a cause. If, if this is the new warfare, then absolutely. This is the new warfare and we're under attack. But I don't know. 
And it's just like my answer with religion. It's just like my answer for like, you know, Illuminati groups that own the planet. It's just like, you know, the Illuminati trying to thin the herd and, you know, getting rid of a bunch of people and ruining the economy and, and starting, you know, rioting and chaos on the streets and breaking down society. I have no proof of any of this stuff. My answer is always, I don't know. And neither do you. Now, somebody out there knows, possibly. I don't. I'm just a lowly little podcast host who owns a lowly little television network or two. But I have the power. I have the power to question everything. And so do you. Anybody who deals in absolutes is a fool. If you're one of those people out there who's just positive, you know, fucking everything, you're stupid. You know nothing. You know no more than I do. If you think the Pope knows Jesus, you're stupid. He doesn't know any more than I do. And I don't know any more than he does. We're all little just dreamers. Little parasites crawling around this floating blue rock in an endless universe. I know I've said that so many times, but it always seems to be apropos to any conversation. We're all tiny parasites on a small floating blue rock and we can be shrugged off at any time. And if there's any other evidence that you need at this point of that fact, your eyes and your ears are shut and your, and your mouth is probably open and running. We're dandruff. <laughs> we are at any, I mean, not even to think about like, you know, meteors coming from the sky and ending this world within a flash. No, we could be wiped out by a virus. This could, it could kill every single one of us. It probably won't I can almost guarantee you it won't because these things come and go. This is just a really bad one. Isn't it? Maybe the other ones are really bad ones too. Cause honestly, like 650,000 people. I'm not sure if that's just in this country or if that's global die every year from the common flu, the common flu. And by the way, coronavirus is not a flu. You have flu like symptoms. Absolutely. This is a virus that activates like Vivian said earlier, pneumonia, like a severe case of pneumonia. It's like a viral pneumonia. Basically. It's not the flu, which is like a viral flu. I'm not a doctor. So if you're listening to me for concrete advice, I'm just offering things that I've heard from people that are in the field, that are scientists, that are in the medical field, that actually can share things. Don't listen to Donald Trump's, you know, virus response team. Don't, don't listen to any of that shit. I don't care if you're a If you're a politician, I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a libertarian. I don't care if you're independent like I am. I don't care if you're a Republican, especially don't care if you're a Republican. You have no idea what you're saying. Even if you're citing people that do know what they're saying, I still don't trust you because you have agendas attached to everything. It's all about profits and profits with you people. And I'm done with you. And everyone else, everyone listening to this right now, pass the word, pass that same word, be done with it. Turn off CNN, turn off Fox News, turn off NBC, MSNBC, 
find some independent local news source. You know what? I'm even having trouble trusting the World Health Organization because they're funded by these governments. I'm somewhat. I know Donald Trump halted that. Great, wait, great timing to halt funding to the World Health Organization, idiot. Then in the middle of a pandemic, you're a fucking genius. But I even have trouble, like the, the CDC and all these different places, I have trouble because they're all funded by agenda-laced governments. I'm t- I can't believe anybody anymore. Who the fuck are we supposed to believe outside of ourselves? Can we even trust ourselves at this point? It's a paranoid society, and I'm right there with you. I don't know who to trust anymore. I don't know who to believe. When I was a kid, it's like, okay, there's the president. There's Ronald Reagan. Okay. All these years later, you find out he's just a puppet who did more shady shit than you name it. But at least I had that comfort of just being like, oh, yeah, he's the president. We'll just believe what a doctor says. We'll believe what a politician says. We'll believe, you know, what these authority figures say. We'll trust the cops. We'll trust the, you know, the the medical procedures. But now you can't. Be a black guy with a hoodie walking down the street and tell me if you trust the cops if they walk up to you. You don't. You're scared shitless. Go to the doctor with cancer-like symptoms. Many of those doctors are, you know, they're getting paid to subscribe certain things like chemo and different medications. Oh, and then you got to afford that because free health care is just a fucking luxury. I mean, health care in general is just a luxury. Free health care is nonsense. It's socialism. Oh, God, am I scaring you right now with that crazy, scary word, socialism? Oh, you're all backing up from your speakers right now. You're turning off the podcast because I said the S word. Socialism. I did that without effects, by the way. And uh, you're stupid. If you think socialism is a bad word and you're a fucking hypocrite. And I like how both sides are calling each other hypocrites right now. Isn't that amazing? I heard somebody say, well, if you're not a Trump supporter, you better, you better pass over that stimulus check because you didn't believe in our president. First of all, you're a fucking idiot. The president has nothing to do with it except for signing a little line. And now he has to have his name on all the checks. Signing a little line is all he does. It is a bill that is brought before him that he goes yes on because he's pressured by lobbyists and all the other agenda freaks. That is all that he has. He's a puppet. He's a figurehead. He's a talking suit with bad hair. He's an orange Cheeto face piece of shit with an ink pen. And you're going to give him credit for that. Then on the other end, people like me are like, well, (laughs) oh, you right wingers, huh? How you liking them stimulus checks? Hmm. It's the biggest socialist (laughs) activity program that has ever taken place in this country. Not to mention, you know, like the military and schools and police and fire departments and social security and things like that. No, don't worry about all those socialist programs. No, which you also probably all partake in roads and, you know, uh, you name it, public parks. That's all socialist stuff. And now this stimulus check that you're all going to get that $1,200. Yeehaw. Thank you, Trump. Yeah. Socialist program. Dummy. Oh, boy. 
And then there's the biggest, uh, <laughs> there's the biggest uh, conspiracy connection that this is all taking place during an election season. Like I said, I'm not a Republican, definitely not a Republican. I'm probably closer to being a Democrat, but I'm definitely not a fucking Democrat, especially with the options that they've been giving us. No, I don't support either one of them. They're all criminals. They're all just, you know, the higher tier. They're going to be fine no matter what the fuck happens to us. Don't care about them. Maybe I'll run for president in a couple years, four more years. I can do it. It's got to raise about three grand. I think how much it costs to actually fill out that application, say I want to be president. You know, post some viral stuff. I can't say viral anymore, can I? Post some popular things and see if it catches fire. You never know. It'll be a whole different thing if I did. Oh, goodness. I know Trump won't be up for election in four years unless there's some loophole where he doesn't want to leave because we're all still dealing with this pandemic in these uncertain times. But put me on a debate stage with Trump or anybody like Trump, any fucking Republican, put me on a debate stage with them and I'll tear their fucking heads off. That goes for you Democrats, too. I will tear your throats out. It would be a it would be a must see for that big reality TV show we call a presidential election. Yeah, I think I'd be good for it to be honest with you. But yeah, every uh, every two years, every election season, whether it's presidential election or uh, state and government elections, uh, we get a new pandemic. Isn't that funny? And then Trump's out there. I'm leading the charge. Until today, when he just said, "No, no, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing." So it's all back on the states. <laughs> where what are what are we doing what are we doing right now what kind of times are we living in this is the twilight zone man this will be looked back in history as the dumbest period in history this will be in history books this will be something we either learn from or something we are doomed to constantly repeat. And if it is, okay, let's get rid of all the conspiracies. If this is just something that this, let's say some China man, China man, (laughs) somebody in China ate a bat that was infected with this stuff and he passed it to him, 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 him. And it just went, my kid's got this game on his phone where the goal of the game is to infect the entire country. And yeah, and then fix it. It's a weird, like, little phone game. It's just a bunch of numbers and a map. But it's disturbing, and it's happening right now. So, you know, if it did happen that way, and it's just something out of nowhere, and it's just something that just gets got out of control, and it's something that we weren't prepared for, you can't prepare for that. You can't prepare for the unknown Now, granted, there are hints that this would happen. And of course, eventually, as history has said, it was going to happen and it'll probably happen again. But you can't blame I'll even say this. You can't blame Trump. You can't blame even the World Health Organization or the CDC for not being able to see into the future. Hindsight or even current sight, present sight is always 2020. But you can't look into the future and see what's going to happen. So that's why I'm at home right now. That's why I'm not traveling around the world filming things right now. Because just in case, like I said, we all have to adhere to that phrase just in case. And that's why I'm here. 
But let's go ahead and say that uh, there's a little bit more to this. Let's go ahead and um, just, you know, ponder for a bit and say maybe one of these conspiracy theories is legit. We haven't figured out anything about 9-11, but we know there's more to that. We haven't figured anything out about JFK's assassination, but we know there's more than that. We haven't figured out anything about Operation Northwoods, but we know there's more than that. The, loose, the, the sinking of the Lusitania, there's more than that. The bombing of Pearl Harbor, there's more to it than what we know. And this will be one of those instances as well. And I'll tell you what, I know this may not get to more than just a couple thousand people here and there. Maybe you guys can pass the word. I don't know. But those of you who own this planet and we know that you exist, it's not a big thing. It's, you know, there's federal banking people and all these different rich white old people and these families that own this floating blue little rock. And we're all sheep, we're all slaves, we're all indentured servants. It doesn't matter what color your skin is or what sexual preference you have or what phone carrier you adhere to. I've said adhere a lot today, haven't I? It doesn't matter what football team you root for. It doesn't matter what color your hair is. It doesn't matter how big your dick is. It doesn't matter how big your tits are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. We're all sheep. And we're all forced to adhere to what the hell they tell us to adhere to. But let me tell you something, people. Those of you sitting up there on the mountaintop, let me explain something to you. And I'm going to put a little bit of a southern accent on this one because it makes it a little more poignant. Actually, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell you straight up in my voice. If we do find out that there has been some conspiracy to thin the population, to destroy the economies, to get just, you know, a bigger piece of the pie on your plate. We're not going to sit around forever. Yes, the people that are protesting right now because they're bored and, uh, you know, they don't care about just in case. They just want me, me, me. You're all stupid. But there's going to come a time when we actually figure out factual information. Maybe. Like I said, we haven't figured out anything about those other topics. So, But maybe if we do just happen to find something out, something just leaks through the, you know, the smallest of cracks. And into the minds and into the internet and just into the eyes and brains of people worldwide, you'll finally bring us all together. And that's your biggest nightmare, isn't it? Think about that. A global society with a common enemy? That's all we've ever needed. Now, if it's not the virus that's going to bring us together, maybe it's the people that are Causing the virus, if this is all a big conspiracy, which who knows? I don't know, and neither do you, but somebody knows. We're going to come after you. And it doesn't matter how high on the mountain you sit, we'll climb. We'll help each other up. doesn't matter if you're Asian, Middle Eastern, African American, African, a honky like me from Detroit or any other color of the rainbow, or any other culture, we're all going to come together. And we're going to pull you off that mountain. You could even be a cat. Right, Marcy? Oh, now she won't answer. 
we're all going to band together and we're going to take everything that you have and it's going to be over for you because the last thing that you want is a solidified planet, a global society with you as the common enemy. You won't last. Your families won't last. Your power means nothing. We outnumber you. We outweigh you. We can outsmart you. And eventually, we're going to take you down anyway. But this may be the thing where you think you just, uh, you know, you want to pull that trigger and fuck up society. It could backfire. And I'll be right there in the trenches with everybody else. But until then, enjoy, uh, (laughs) enjoy your power. Enjoy what you got going on. And I'm only saying this. If we find out there's more to this, if this is a giant global experiment and, and, and martial law, we're going to find out and we're going to make, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be uh, almost patriotic here, aren't I? But we'll kill you and everybody, you know, and everything you have will be taken away. Simple as that. If this is all bullshit, but if it's not, you know, we could, uh, just get through this thing, man. Wash your hands. Keep away from each other. Stay at home. Cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze right now. That's uh, that's the weapons that we have in this war. If you get sick, just do what they tell you to. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hate it so much because I hear it so much. But we're all in this thing together in these uncertain times. So love each other. Be respectful. Don't be assholes. And uh, always, no matter what you do, always listen to the Brandon Bishop podcast. Now it's time for the happy ending. Okay, it's time for some happy endings. Yeah. I'm going to spend this happy endings because I've uh, already kind of talked myself into a sore throat. And when you get a sore throat, you start thinking you have COVID-19. Oh, God, I've got the latest strand of the coronavirus. Oh, it's it's seeping down my esophagus into my lungs and it's filling me up with death. Probably not. But my sore, I do have the sore throat at the moment because I've been talking not only on this show, which has gone on for about an hour and a half now, maybe longer, I also have all these little YouTube shows, and now I'm, I'm just going to end this with some plugs. Not earplugs, not butt plugs, not, you know, any kind of naughtiness, just, you know, some plugs. I've already told you about Asai TV, ASY TV. You can go to ASYTV.com right now for over 600 hours of all original and classic TV and movies. Yes, you've got Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Go, the WWE Network, Disney Plus. You've got all of these things, and you're running out of stuff to watch because you're sitting at home with the remote control in your hand going, son of a bitch. There ain't a goddamn thing for me here to watch. I've already watched Tiger King like six times. God. Damn. Nope, 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 nope. You haven't watched any of these shows. They're all original. I film most of them myself. I host a few of them. My son has shows on there. All of my best work is on there, and I want to share it with you. It's outside of my real baby. It's my baby. So come out there. Check it out. ASY TV. 
Com. It's only five bucks a month. Yes, you can afford that. Give me a break. Go without one cup of Starbucks or one delicious breakfast burrito or stay away from McDonald's and Taco Bell and get a side TV instead. I will promise you entertainment. You need it right now. We have it. Also, I've got my YouTube page. If you're too damn cheap and you're not a friend, you can go check out my YouTube page. That's free. Brandon Bishop TV. Look it up. My son and I, we have a book that's out on Amazon. So go to Amazon, look up Billy Fred Whopper Goggles. Check it out. We wrote it together. I'm real proud of it. It's been out for about a year and a half now. It's doing all right. Numbers have slowed down because it's been out for a year and a half now. So Billy Fred Whopper Goggles on Amazon. Check it out. Also, if you're a wrestling fan, I have the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast. There's like 35 episodes that you can listen to on that. Those have been getting really interesting lately, too. I'm going to do another one this week because all kinds of shit's happening in the wrestling world, and it's getting pretty damn weird. So nine mile drive wrestling podcast on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast. Also, um, I just smacked my lips. I hate it when people do that. Also, I hate that so much. I don't know why I just did that. I might have to edit that out. Oh, no time. Anyways. Also, uh, what the hell else I got? Oh, one eyed Buffalo, my band with my late, uh, best friend and guitarist, Dave Lukasik, who passed away last year. We have new music out. I uh, just recorded another song. I'm going to start recording more once this sore throat goes away. And, uh, we have a song out there called we're all just stupid humans. Check it out. It's on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere music's available. Go buy it. It's like a buck and 29 cents, a dollar 29. Give me a break. So I'm asking you to buy the book, which is 15 bucks. Okay. On Amazon. Buy the song, which is a dollar twenty nine. So you're looking at sixteen twenty nine. A side TV is only five bucks, so that's uh, twenty one twenty nine, and all the other stuff free. So yeah, check it out. I just need twenty bucks. I'll give it to you all for twenty bucks. <laughs> Go out there, get all of my stuff. You need entertainment. I've got entertainment. And uh, also, thanks for listening to the uh, Brandon Bishop podcast. Something else to fill your time. This has been an interesting, uplifting, uh, controversial, um, conspiracy theoried episode of the Brandon Bishop podcast. And I sure appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we had really, we were getting really good numbers. So you're out there listening. I'm available on, like I said, iTunes and Spotify and TuneIn and Stitcher and PodServe and Pod Paradise and just all of these. I didn't, I, I didn't even realize how many platforms this is available on. I just kind of put it in there through a system and it takes it to all these different platforms. So we're getting a lot of viewer uh, listeners on all of them. And that's awesome. You can also listen to it on a side TV. So thank you for listening and I appreciate it. Hopefully the numbers keep going up, 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 up and up. Um, but this is another thing. I'm, I was scheduled to start doing uh, advertisers and making them part of the show. All of them backed out because they don't have the budget anymore. So, yeah, support local business. Support me, damn it. I'm doing my best out here for you. And uh, stay healthy, stay clean, and I love you deeply. Goodbye.